Welcome to A Wealthy Life For Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Hello there. Welcome to episode 22 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we explore how women create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. And as a certified financial planner, wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years experience, professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to overcome financial challenges that women face as they pursue a wealthy life. Now, what is my definition of a wealthy life? Well, true wealth is found when we're, we're pursuing our passions, exploring who we are, expressing our inner talents, and living our personal dreams. Being committed to financial fitness is also a part of living a wealthy life. My expert guests and I explore seven elements of living a wealthy life, including our finances, physical health and wellness, professional and career, mental and emotional wellness, recreation and fun, relationships and contribution and legacy. You'll be hearing a bit about my philosophy on the inner power qualities that we can all develop to expand our life, as well as ideas on how to overcome the unique financial challenges that threaten women's long-term financial health. Now, today's episode is part of our health and wellness series, and I'm so excited to be introducing our guest in just a moment. But before I do that, I want to share something with you today that can truly contribute to overcoming challenges to financial fitness and living all aspects of a wealthy life. In order to unlock our full potential, we need to focus on discovering our inner self as well as learning just how to make better choices. Today, I'm going to share the eight dimensions of self, and these were taught to me by my mentor, Jack Camfield. Now, learning about the eight dimensions of self really helped me expand my understanding of who I am and how I work as a human being. Continuing to explore all dimensions of my self informs what makes my life better and it helps me overcome these challenges that come up, these problems, and ultimately helps me learn how to thrive in my world. When we're aware of how multidimensional we actually are, it can give us better awareness and new tools so we can react to those external events that we can't really control, and we can react in ways that we have a better chance of giving us what we really want. Okay, so let's jump in. Dimension number one of the eight dimensions is the intellect, the part of self 
that becomes well-informed and supports making logical, intelligent decisions based on good information and solid reasoning. How many times have you looked for evidence that proved the wisdom of your actions? You know, thinking the right thoughts is something I talk about on the podcast. It's a critical component of creating our desired results. If we tell ourselves we can do something, we believe it. Yet, when we tell ourselves we can't do something, we believe that too. So in order to realize the kind of results we really want in our life, we first need to change our thoughts and beliefs. All right, dimension number two, the emotions. Our emotions are powerful and they often have a subconscious impact on us, both positive and negative. They can influence our thoughts and our decisions. Look at it this way. We pursue happiness, jump at the possibility of experiencing a joyful moment. We express gratitude, awe, love, and delight. But we also go to impossible lengths to avoid emotions such as fear, anger, shame, and disappointment. Have you noticed that you resist experiencing negative emotions? We all do it. But if you really want to truly overcome obstacles, you have to acknowledge that you are feeling fearful or angry. Process the root of the feeling and ultimately release it. You know, joy is our really our inner guidance system because feeling joy is how we know we're on the right path as we pursue our wealthy life. What brings us the feeling of joy is what we need to do more of. Dimension number three is the imagination. Now our imagination allows us to envision something that doesn't yet exist so that we can see what it would be like if we make it into a reality. You've heard the quote, if you can imagine it, you can create it. So imagination is how we access our inner wisdom. As we visualize our goals, we see the end in mind. Once we actually see it in our mind, then we can plot our journey of action steps. We can also rehearse an event before it happens, like practicing a job interview, so that we can get better at the action steps in order to have the best possible outcome. When we imagine something that doesn't yet exist, like a goal, there's this mental quotation structural tension that happens between the vision we have in our mind and the reality that we are living. This triggers our subconscious mind to come up with solutions to resolve the tension and make the vision come true. Dimension number four, the intuition. Now our subconscious mind is a significant larger database than our conscious mind and is therefore the source of great wisdom and inner power. You remember the expansive subconscious in the movie Inside Out? Our intuition is that soft, still voice inside of us that reveals our deepest inner wisdom. It's how we know things without understanding how and why we understand whether something is a good idea or a bad idea for us. Our intuition is not accessible from our rational mind. To access it, we must let go of logic and listen to what our inner voice is saying. The more we can learn to trust our intuition and listen to it, 
the better results we could experience. Dimension number five is the physical body. It's true that whatever affects our body affects other parts of ourself and vice versa. If our body is fit and strong, so is our mind. We have more energy, more confidence, more creativity, more belief in ourselves when we have a strong and fit body. But when it's run down, we can lack energy, have lower self-esteem, and we tend to be sick more often. We can also feel a lack of motivation and be less productive. Our body is also where we feel emotions, and our body is where we hold on to memories. When we feel anxious, tense, or stressed out, these feelings can get locked out, can get locked into our muscles, and they can also be released by physical activity, such as exercise, dancing, hugging, yoga, or massage. We know taking care of our body is important to our physical health, but it's also so important for our emotional and mental health as well. Dimension number six, the will. Now, one of our primary psychological functions, our ability to exert conscious control over our behavior is described as the will. It's our power to choose. And our will is our source of determination, self-discipline and perseverance. It pushes us to set goals, to take action, and to continue in the face of obstacles. When we align our will with our inner self and direct it toward the pursuit of what's really important to us, we have the potential to do anything we really set our mind to. Dimension number seven is the I awareness. Although it seems this way, we're not actually only our thoughts, only our body, our emotions, our imagination. We, we experience those things, but we are not them. The I is the awareness that exists beyond them, but is able to experience them. It's the center of our consciousness, and it's the one permanent factor in the ever-changing flow of our lives. Dimension number eight, the higher self. Beyond our ability to define ourselves as I is the higher self. This is the part of us that is connected to the rest of the universe and all other living things. It's that divine spark that resides in all of us. And when we connect deeply to our higher self, we are able to experience the most profound and meaningful life. We feel a sense of community and oneness with others. We can think beyond ourselves, empathizing with others, and we can be inspired to work toward the betterment of all living things. In this podcast and radio show, we invite our guests to share their experience in those seven areas that make up the wealthy life. And expanding into our full self is one of the most exciting and meaningful activities that we can experience along the way on our journey towards a wealthy life. So I invite you to seek out more knowledge and understanding about how remarkable you are in all eight dimensions that make up the very unique you. Before I introduce my guest, I wanna remind everyone to view my free training, Seven Financial Habits to Surviving COVID-19. I created this training to help anyone who's experiencing a loss of a job, a reduction in salary, or any other financial challenge. These habits really do stand the test of time. So not, no matter where you are in your financial journey, just visit my website, reinventinghermoney.com to sign up for the training and we'll deliver it right to your email.
In 2006, Tracy Cromwell was pre-diabetic and headed towards a future with diabetes. A yo-yo dieter since 17, the news of this diagnosis was devastating. Now at 53, Tracy is healthy and strong, taking on 100-mile bike rides, eating in a way that supports her mind and body, and feeling really good in her own skin. Now Tracy's health journey inspired her to go back to school in 2014 so that she could help others along their food journeys. She received her health coaching and nutrition training from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition as well as Precision Nutrition. She received her personal training certification from the National Academy of Sports Medicine. With her knowledge, she works with clients to co-create completely personalized actions based on their vision of health, considering their own unique body, lifestyle, preferences, and resources. You know, Tracy's also a published author of two compilation books. Quote, one crazy broccoli, my body is smarter than my disease. And two, what's left to eat when your doctors say no to everything you love. But she has a new book coming out called Your Personal Journey with Food, a guide for the confused and frustrated dieter, which will be released later this year. All right, my dear friend, Tracy, welcome to our show today. Hello, Teresa. Thanks for having me. It's so exciting. We've been talking about this for a while. And, you know, I will tell everyone right now, you've been my health coach and you've helped me shift my relation with food in such a big way. My health has improved so much since the time we worked together. And it is a journey. It's not only a change in mindset, but it's also a willingness to change um, long held beliefs about food and what we like and what we should eat. So let's begin our conversation with, you know, your definition of health and wellness. Oh, wow. So it, it took a while for me to, um, you know, come to this definition because I had a whole different view of it, um, especially when I was pre-diabetic. But, but what I've come to learn is that, you know, to me, health and wellness means that, um, one, my body and my mind are working together as a team. That's been something that I've really had to work on to um, not hate my body and just despise my body, but, but the health of this relationship with what my mind is instructing my body to do to what, um, you know, the mindset of um, compassion towards my body, compassion towards me, which then allows me to you know, become a student of myself to learn what is right for me. So um, health and wellness is going to be different for everybody because everyone has a different lifestyle, a different um, uh, aspect of what's going on in their life. Some people can eat different foods. So for me, it's finding out what is really going to work for you, what makes you feel just great, not only physically, but emotionally. And it encompasses all parts of your life, not just your food, not just your fitness, but, you know, and not just your weight. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because, you, you know, as we've talked before, I think women, well, not maybe not just women, but I know since I have a lot of women friends, you know, and there seems to be this incredible focus on losing weight and that we all need to have or be the same weight or we need to, you know, like 
meet this particular vision of, of what we think is a, quote, uh, attractive weight. And we want to fit in and we want people to approve of us. So talk to us about that whole, you know, thoughts that we have about our weight. Yeah, so it's really... Um... I remember, you know, again, I've been a yo-yo dieter since, you know, 17 and, and it was all based on the scale. Um, there wasn't much taught on really what weight really meant. Right. And then also the images we would see um, associated with weight and the, um, you know, adoration towards the woman that had really tiny thighs or really tiny waist um, to the point where you you know, you would hurt yourself through some form of mental, mental anguish as to also possibly starvation or eating chemical laden foods, whatever you could do to meet that, that weight goal. Right. When you know what you can be, I'm sorry, a bit overweight and healthier than anybody running, becoming a, I've seen it. I've gone over to watch the um, Ironman. Mm -hmm. I've seen these amazing women become Ironman. And iron women, it should be called iron, iron women. women. Well, I want to <laughs> talk more about that after we come back, uh, yeah. because I want you to really help us understand about uh, the journey with food and then how, you know, that really led to your passion for coaching others. So stay with us, everyone. Tracy and I will be right back. Are you a confused and frustrated dieter that has or is about to give up? Tracy Cromwell, the confused and frustrated dieters coach, helps women just like you throw away that yo-yo diet lifestyle for good. Tracy has been there and knows how to get you there too. Tracy is a certified integrative nutrition coach and a personal trainer through National Academy of Sports Medicine. Schedule a complimentary health discovery session at tracycromwell.com. Drop the yo-yo diet habit and find your personal journey with food. Teresa Love Tennant encourages women to talk openly about money by providing virtual and live talking circles where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her Money also provides financial education, workshops, webinars, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Love Tennant to speak or facilitate a financial topic for your women's group, Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. back everyone to a wealthy life for her with Teresa Lieutenant and my lovely guest is Tracy Cromwell integrative nutrition coach and author of the book your personal journey with food so before the break Tracy you and I were talking about you know the confusion that women have had because of the messages that we've received uh, in our culture about that weight is um, you know somehow tied in to health I mean it is but uh, we all have a, a certain weight that is normal for us. So let's start by talking about your journey with food and how it's really informed the path of your life. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and one thing I think just to bring in back to the weight thing is that we, we used it as, um, at least I did, I'll speak for me, um, that I was worthy. If I didn't look like that person and I, I didn't weigh, you know, whatever I was supposed to supposedly weigh, that I was not a worthy person anymore. And right. therefore that person. And so that stigma just is, um, is just very heavy on, on people. And so remembering that our self-worth is not given to us by others, like you said, it is given to us by ourselves. And um, we, you know, uh, in the book, we, you know, I discussed that, but yeah. So um, uh, back to the question, you know, what inspired me to change my career, right? right, <laughs> I got right. Yeah. So what had happened was I, you know, I was diagnosed pre-diabetic at age, you know, I was 40. I was in a really bad, you know, I was in a high corporate job, um, doing, you know, 1am, you know, up until one in the morning, getting up at five, um, just really stressed and all of those things and feeling really bad about myself. I didn't like who I was. I was just not Tracy. And mm -hmm. so I got laid off because of the housing crisis. And that made it even worse because I, I was the job. And therefore, if I, I was worth, I was definitely worth nothing now. I was right. pre and, and losing my health and plus I lost my job and so um I my doctor had the only thing she said is because you can change this by just changing the way you eat you know and I and I think the only just thing she told me was switch to whole grains and then off I was sent you know <laughs> so I'm like so what happened was I spent you know it took me uh three some years to get myself out of a pre-diabetic state and I tried yo-yo dieting again I you know, I didn't want to exercise because I felt so low about myself and I was a failure because I couldn't do what I used to be able to do. What, you know, I just had all this going on in my mind. And so I had this little voice in me, which you discussed in the eight, you know, you know, eight um, dimensions, yes. dimensions earlier. And I had my inner voice this whole time. My inner voice was saying, you know, what? you've always when you were younger, you were you you were athletic, you loved fitness. And I thought, maybe I should be a trainer. And I was like, no, I'm too old. And then it was like, oh, you know, you love um, health. You know, why not? You know, and it was really interesting. My brain at the time was like, well, you have a note. You know, you got laid off. So it's going to be approved by, and again, I'm still looking for approval from others. It's still going to be, I'm going to be approved to go back to school. Because people will, will think that's okay. <laughs> and so... It's really funny, but I finally started listening to this inner voice uh -huh. and it was saying, you know, I, and as I went through this journey and realizing how hard it was for me to, to figure out my relationship with food, to stop beating myself up for all my failures and all this and that, I thought there's gotta be more me out there. Right. You know? And, right. Um, and, and so I looked and I looked and I looked and I tried to figure out, you know, how do I see myself in this new world? Because I didn't, when I went back to school, I still didn't think I was, I had arrived that I wasn't really worthy of even teaching other people. But I believed in myself that, Hey, you've got to start somewhere. Right. And, and my hope to just at least help some, somebody else along that journey would, would, would be my life's calling. And so, um, my, like you said, I, it brings me joy. I realized finally I'm, I'm okay to live in joy, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. 
So you got your education and you, um, you know, you realized that your inner voice had guided you in the yes. right direction. Yes. <laughs> Trust your inner voice. Trust your inner voice. So you, you established a business and um, you wrote and you you started out writing. You wrote these books. And so give us some understanding about what that part of the journey was like. Oh, my goodness. So. The first book I was invited to participate in, I was just so excited and, it, you know, one crazy broccoli, you know, it, it, it I love the title. title. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be part of this book that had um, writers from all over the world and um, was just like my first step, you know, and I, I wrote about my journey with coming out of prediabetes and to where I was today. And, and when I read the other chapters, I realized, wow, you know, there's so much <clears throat> we can do to help each other you know, through telling our own stories. Right. I was invited into the next book, to, you know, to give some recipes and things like that. And my co-author, Ingrid, who I met in school, she and I were like, you know, we had similar journeys. She's she's from Santiago, Chile. You know, she's 6,440 miles away. And she had been, you know, had a 40% body fat um, ratio. She was always sick, horrible food and um, food sensitivities. And as we were talking, we were like, we both healed ourselves, you know, or, or turned our health around through similar, very similar ways. Right. And we were like, why not? Let's let's write this book. So we just we decided who would, you know, who would, wants to write about what, and and the journey started, and and. Um, Four years later, we are here. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! Because I want to talk more about the book later. But what I what I wanted to you know have our, our listeners know is your philosophies about certain things. So, what are your thoughts regarding you know the whole food industry in the United States and how that is contributing to our health or lack of health? Right. So, um, in the book, I write about you know I have a chapter about about the food industry and the controversies of food and processed foods and the marketing around them and the labeling um, and things like that. And, and I had, again, I was one of those that was fooled by all of that. You know, I just believed and I thought if it says healthy on the front, it's going to be good for me. And I ignored maybe even how I felt after I might have eaten something, you know? And so um, in it, I, I, I really think that as, as consumers, the more educated we are, and this was one thing too, I didn't want to have to take the time to educate myself. Uh, I just want to be told what to do. I didn't want to have to invest the time in myself. And so what I, what, um, I want people to realize is that, you know, we, we need to be educated in, in the food that we buy and, and, um, and be willing to turn that box around and be willing to maybe do a little investigation on what's in those foods and how it might, because um, food, um, food programs our cells. Food programs the cells to do things and some foods can make cells do contrary to what their purpose is. And so the food industry is full of, as we know, uh, many people know foods that, that our bodies don't know what to do with and they cause inflammation and things like that. So, so um, I, I believe that as a food industry, and I know there's a lot of movement going forward now, which is great. They're really trying, you know, they're starting to change some of their, the, the foods that they make um, become, um, they, they know that the, the 
public wants better choices. Well, less processed, you know, I think that's, that's maybe one of the new uh, ideas, thoughts that is that is really out in our culture now, is that processed food is um, what you're talking about, the, the foods that aren't good for our bodies, that, that are talking to ourselves in ways that we might not want them to be talked to, and doesn't particularly promote our health. And, you know, I, I'm an older, I'm older than you. And so, you know, as I was growing up, we were not educated about uh, foods. And so you just put stuff in your mouth because you're hungry or because you're on the go or because it tastes good. And, and so it's great now that we have so much more education that's available to us. Certainly the internet pr provides us that we can get more educated by ourselves, but we also need the guidance of somebody who knows how to interpret yeah. all of that information. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you something about, you know, the food system uh, so the food goes into our bodies and then that can create food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. Now that's what my problem is, right. is that I have uh, a significant amount of food sensitivities that create all sorts of uh, reactions and uh, in my body. So how do you work with folks that have food sensitivities? Right. So, um, so there's ways you can work with someone. Some people, some people don't even know they have them and they don't know why they feel certain ways. Because as you know, it can cause so many different things from just upset stomach to emotional distress to, to skin challenges, all of those things. Inability so, to sleep. Yeah, inability to sleep. I mean, the list is incredible. And so, um, so basically, you know, depending on the client, you know, I love to run uh, blood work tests. They're getting better and better all the time because you can find out immediately what's your body thinking at the moment in time. And which I want to say too, food sensitivities are a challenge because they can change too because your body changes. So being flexible within some of that. And then also there is, um, you know, a way of where you, when you eat a food, you know, we think about how do you feel before as you're eating something um, as you're chewing it, as you're digesting it, you know, are there anything, is there anything kind of happening when, when say you have, someone has um, milk every day or whatever, and then we take that away and then we start introducing it back. Are there any reactions, you know? Um, and in that process, it's, it's also too, I, I used to be very disconnected from my body and, and what I put in my mouth. So I just figured my body should just handle whatever I gave it because that's just the way it was. You know, I was really not who I am today. <laughs> well, part of that is also getting older, right? I mean, what so, we could put into our body when it's younger is way different than... Well, and, you know, and that's, that is one thing that just is a hard one for me because still, even though we're young, it still harms us. It still hurts our bodies because our bodies, our cells are faster turnover when they're younger. So the body is able to, to hopefully get through that faster, but you know, cell turnover as we age is slower, but um, do we really want to onslaught our bodies when we're young? And that's when I was pre-diabetic. I thought, why didn't I love my body sooner? Why didn't I take care of it sooner? Right. And I, I swore it was over when I was 40, you know, and I'm so happy the body is incredible because, you know, through the changing of, you know, figuring out my food sensitivities, figuring out what makes my body run the best. I, 
you know, if I put a photo of me then, which I think I should post a photo of me then and today, I, you would think I was so much older back then. And, and so, yeah, so food sensitivities are, um, you know, really, you might be, let's just put this out there. I may be fine eating blueberries and you can't, you'll get chronic and it's a healthy food. So that's the other thing to think about. It's a healthy food, but for you, it's, it's horrible. I tell you what it is for me, chicken. Yeah, yeah. I can't eat chicken. It makes me so nauseous. And I've known this for several years. I tend to always test that every every once in a while because I love chicken. I love the flavor. I love all the recipes you can do with chicken. So let's talk about how does a person who decides to like, okay, I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to you know, I don't feel well, I can't seem to, you know, get myself as strong and fit as I want. I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to take that blood test. And now I find out that I can't eat blueberries and I can't eat chicken and I certainly can't eat cheese. So how do you help people stop eating the foods they love? Well, number one, you allow grief to happen. Exactly right. You have a ceremony where you have to bury the blueberries. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, there is grief because we associate relationships with food. I mean, in celebrations around food, all these things are around food. And so, you know, letting your mind be sad and upset and frustrated, it's normal. Um, no one, I think too, with diet, the quote unquote diet, it's, it's a concept of I have to give up everything I love and I, you know, and the brain's going to fight you left, right, and center, you know, yes. doing anything up. And so what I work with someone with is just say, Hey, this, let's just, let's just walk through this a little at a time, you know, and it all depends. Some people are, are they're raring to go they're right in it. They don't mind. They'll just tear the bandaid off and, and others, which is fine, which was me. It was a slow bandaid pull, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it, you know, I'd put the bandaid back on because I would, I would go back and forth. So my thought is, you know, allow the emotion to happen when you learn something like that. There'll be some panic. There's going to be the concept of um, being willing to change or to grow into the person that you maybe hope to see yourself as being. And, um, and understanding those emotions, because I think we're, we're told we shouldn't be feeling anything like that. And, you know, but it is, it's, especially if maybe it's a food you've been, that meant comfort to you since you were a child. Right. You know, there, there's a grassroots connection with that food. And so, you know, working through that relationship with that food item and, and then figuring out, okay, really, maybe it wasn't the, the food. It was actually sitting around the table with my family, or it was the community that this, this food really brought me but sadly it hurts my body yes so, so then we figure out another way to create something you know uh, for the mind to realize oh I feel so much better though you know yes I, I still appreciate the food and what it meant to me in that situation but for me it, it hurts my body and I'll respect that you know. It's a process, a process yeah. of change. And as someone who's been on this journey for probably 10 years now, I mean, you, you and I worked together probably three years ago, but you know, I found out that I had food sensitivities about 10 years ago. And so it's been a process of, of change and, and doing what you say, uh, letting go and grieving. But now I can tell you that my taste buds are so different 
that I really just am happy with the group of foods that I can eat that makes me feel energized and uh, healthy and be able to have people say to me, they can't believe what age I am. Okay. So, you know, it, 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 it's possible to do. Uh, and, it, it, and it just takes a couple of things. It takes the uh, willingness to take the journey and to believe that it's possible. And also you and I talked about, you know, you've got to love and accept yourself the way you are, right? Yeah, right now, even, even when your body may be distressed, you know, or it might be in a state of chronic illness or not the way you want, the minute you love you and your body and this, this, relationship happens where you're you're actually and it's interesting because we we look at our bodies as a sometimes it's a segmented item you know you know even like doctors we have specialists in different areas right right body and the mind they're all together we're yes and so if we can create this you know i look at my body now as my number one team member yes yeah it's carrying me around so i can think still and i can breathe it does these things can't let you experience life to the fullest in the way that you want to yeah and and when it's not healthy um you know we we can then you know flog ourselves because we realize maybe we have participated in creating that but but if um, we can step down that road and say hey you know the body is so resilient it's so incredible and if you know this is my thought if i could just learn what it needs and what harms it, I can make better choices for it. And man, sometimes I still I'll make a choice that I know, you know, you know, I I do pretty well most of the time, but I still I don't mind having my special popcorn or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, absolutely. We have to give ourselves a treat sometimes. Yeah, and, and so we have to take another break. And when we come back, Tracy's gonna share more that's in her new book and how she guides women to take the journey to creating their own personal relationship with food. So we'll be right back to a wealthy life for her. Tracy Cromwell, integrative nutrition coach, has been there and knows how to get you there too. Everything she teaches, she knows through firsthand experience, as well as through her education with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, Precision Nutrition, and the National Academy of Sports Medicine. You deserve a life free from dieting chaos and healthy relationship with food. Visit TracyCromwell.com to schedule a complimentary health discovery session. I'm Teresa Leftenant. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of a woman's pursuit of a wealthy life. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she's going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you're planning something else. We're here to help you either design your plan or revise your plan. Visit reinventinghermoney.com and click on contact to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com.
And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her. I am talking to Tracy Cromwell, Integrative Nutrition Coach. And so, Tracy, you have a book coming out that you've worked, you mentioned earlier, for four years with a partner who lives in Chile. And um, so I've been really excited because I'm lucky enough to get a, an early copy and I'm loving it. So you talk about in, in this book, your personal journey with food, about health and wellness from the whole me perspective. So we've talked about that a little bit, and I introduced the idea of the seven, uh, eight dimensions of self. So let's go deeper into that whole me perspective. Right. And uh, so whole me can be, I guess, um, when we look at our body and then when we look at our whole life. So I'll hit the, the outer part, I guess, of our whole life. And I know when you and I work together, we look at what's called, you know, our, our life radar, as I say in the book. And that means your not only your food, your physical well-being, but your spirituality, your financial life, your career, education, relationships, you know, joy, <laughs> you know, um, and um, oh, social life. All of that makes you. Right. Yes. Each little part, each piece, you know, hardly ever. I don't know if anyone ever could draw the perfect circle. You know, usually life is up and down and moving all around all the time. Like that wheel of life exercise where sometimes your relationships aren't as good as your physical health and sometimes you're looking for jobs. So that's what you're talking about is that, you know, we don't have that perfect circle that all things are running, um, you know, at a 10. Right. You know, and so that's the aspect of the, the, the big picture of life is all those experiences um, of which some you control, some you can't. Right. COVID 19, we're out of, we can't control that, but we can control within our bodies at this time. We can control our mindset towards this time and the thinking about it. And so the whole me, our concept in the book is about, again, looking at the body as a system. You know, it is one amazing system where all the organs work together, what you eat, um, then becomes your, you know, and is digested, mm -hmm. you know, then becomes the blood, becomes cells, becomes you. And so if you look at that as a whole picture, are you soda? Are you a candy bar? Or are you a vibrant, you know, uh, full of antioxidants and vegetables and, you know, high energy, you know, and, and realizing too that we talked about this a little bit earlier too, is we can compartmentalize ourselves with say vitamins that are for the eye or for heart health or for this, or eat blueberries for here, or you go to a specialist for your heart and then you have to see another specialist for kidneys or whatever. But the reality is they all work together. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at the body and we, uh, as a whole being and a whole system, mm -hmm. eating really well, it's going to be great for every part of your body right and um and, and when, every part of your life and every other part of your life it helps you think better mm -hmm. you know um, a food sensitivity can make you feel brain fog can make you bloated and and um kind of upset in the stomach which can actually make you feel like you have anxiety but really it's just your system is just upset um and so um looking at that whole picture, sometimes I'll, I'll be like, when I do my ugh, little popcorn thing, which I know will give me a food coma, which will give me, it will give me a flu-like feeling. And I'll start feeling that in my stomach. And especially the next day, and I realize 
I know now what that is. In the past, mm-hmm. I didn't. I thought I didn't know what that meant or why I feel a certain way. So everything's connected. And if, you know, we look at it that way. Um, and the other thing I love about the whole me is being a super sleuth about it. You know, yes, being an investigator, what can we figure out about our body and what, what foods affect it and have this like, aha, you know, um, and be really exploring that, making it kind of fun. So yeah, whole me is everything going on outside of your life, outside of your, I mean, in, outside of your body affects everything inside the body, everything that's going on inside the body will affect your career, will affect, you know, your finances. So what I loved about reading your book is that it is this um, sort of interactive book. Uh, There's a lot of exercises. There's a lot of actual coaching that happens in the book. So let's talk about that. It's kind of like a personal introspective journey that the reader goes on. Tell us how you created that and, you know, how the reader can interact. Yeah. So we really wanted um, this to be, you know, we, we wanted it to be able to be personal. And my hope is those that get the actual paperback that this book's gonna be written all in and the spine's all messed up and coffee stain, you know, whatever it is. I just, my hope is that it just- it It's like a workbook. becomes a friend, yeah, a workbook. So what we do is, because um, you can read books from chapter one through the end in order of written, but sometimes the chapter that you really need to read first to make some real, great connections might be chap the very last one mm-hmm. so you may have gleaned through all these other chapters not quite understanding them or they just don't make sense and then finally the aha happens you know and so we wanted to give the reader an opportunity to know which chapters probably are best to read first so we recommend the first three to be read in order but there's a questionnaire in the beginning and so there's that questionnaire and depending on the answers and the scores of these questionnaires can dictate, will dictate how you should probably read the book. So you may read one through three, and then you need, should read chapter six, then go back to four, then maybe you need to go to chapter, you know, 11, you know, and so you know that it's actually, you know, reading in the order that you it's so it's personalized. You can personalize reading the book and have the experience the way you need it based on where you are at that given moment. Yeah. Now, there's another concept that you talk about in the book, and that's the path of mindfulness. Ex- explain that to us. Yes. So um, and I wrote in there the you know, there's mindfulness or mindless, right? And mindful or mindless. I love that. I don't know if I've ever heard that, but I'm, I don't know. It's good. Very good. I'll give you credit for it. (laughs) And so I realized I had been mindless most of my life because I, number one, I didn't want to face realities and I didn't want to learn. I didn't want to do what I needed to do that I thought, you know, I just had all this and, and there was so much noise going on coming at you of what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, and so on and so on. So I was mindless for most of my life. Yeah. So mindful, you know, I know mindful eating has become a big topic as well, but but how we want everyone in the book to think about is, is being present, mindful, thoughtful, meaning, um, so we just don't drown through the days, and especially we want to be mindful with how we treat our bodies and how we treat our 
our emotional selves. Right. Catch in to those things that, I mean, we maybe didn't realize that we were just sitting and eating all day just because we just don't realize it. it right. Just, it's just no big deal, but we just weren't honing into the, the little snacks or whatever. And then, um, and then it might just be a simple thing like that, you know, of like, and so it talks about how to eat mindfully, how to, um, you know, chew your food and why. You know, when you, when you uh, uh, coached me to do that, I was in such resistance to that. <laughs> Because, and you remember, we we had to talk about it several times because I was just like, I just want to shove the food in my mouth and get on with life. Yeah. But um, then I've realized that uh, I didn't, wasn't giving myself any chance to like relax and to de-stress. Mm -hmm. And that eating is a time when you really can relax and de-stress, which actually is so beneficial in other parts of your life and your body. Yeah. And, you know, and, and when we're really stressed, we have a hard time digesting food. And then also you miss the signal sometimes that your body, you know, I was thinking about there's the stomach down there and we've got a, a spoon and a fork just bringing the food down and it's down there. It's been crying like we're full, but no one can hear it because it takes <laughs> 20 minutes. I think about 20 minutes for that signal to get to the brain. So we're just, you know, they're like, we can't take anymore. And, um, <laughs> You know, so then you feel like your stomach over time, you know, you quit eating, but it takes, um, you know, a while, all of a sudden your stomach just so full and, you know, you can't move, you don't feel, and then you're really burdened down with right. a really full stomach. And, you know, and so practicing, um, and well, I think the other thing we worked on too is just savoring, you know, oh my gosh, if you're going to make a wonderful meal, it was like, I guess Thanksgiving, Christmas is a good point. We all eat it in two minutes, right? But if we savor every bite, you know, and let each taste like get in on it, then you get the pleasure in the brain. Right. Yeah. So there's so much to mindfulness, you know, that we talk about in the book. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so important to uh, really have the clear intention of, okay, this is the part of the life wheel that I am ready to work on now. And so now I need to find my own way through this. And I know that, you know, not only do you have uh, these great chapters and people can go through the book as they want, but you also have great assessments. Tell us just briefly about some of the assessments that are in the book. Oh, right. So, so um, goodness, my brain's like, there are so many. <laughs> I know. Well, just pick one. Like you have an assessment on energy levels, right? Yes. Yes. So there's, there's assessment on energy levels and the goal of that one is to help key you into, um, you know, how, how react, you know, you're reacting to possibly foods. How do you feel after you eat something? Um, you know, at the beginning, again, the assessments are to help you with what chapter you want to read. So, right. so, um, there's one on physical fitness and um, there's one on you know, being mindful, um, you know, and again, it is to help you start thinking about, um, you know, your life. And we want to make sure too, we, that it's not, um, when you do these assessments, you may have some low scores and 
that's okay because that's opportunity. And so don't, you know, we say, please don't put the whips out. There's nothing, you aren't a bad person. Right. No, it's just assessments are just so that you can figure out where you are, where you're starting from. Yeah. So you're also going to have this interactive piece. Um, and I wanted you just to mention the website that'll be coming out, just that it's going to be coming out. And then we have time for one more question after that. Okay. So yeah, the other way that the book is interactive, not only with the assessments and how you read it, um, the website, it will be a website with the book that then you can go download a, a journal, a food journal, you can download um, additional PDFs for more knowledge. Um, I'm going to have a small PDF on just some exercises you can do at home and um, and then also access to this little online environment that's going to be there for the readers. So yeah, again, we wanted, we wanted interaction um, because coaching is really is, um, you know, it's hard to just get coached in a book. You need a lot of other things. Uh, just reading a book isn't necessarily going to give you everything you need. So, you know what, we're out of time. So tell the readers how that they can get in touch with you, Tracy. So I have a website. Um, it's just my name. So it's tracycromwell.com. And then if they want to get on um, the email for more information, I'll start sending out emails soon, um, just specific to the book. It's the, the journeywithfood.com. Oh, cool. They can go there and they get chapter one, which Ingrid wrote, and then also they'll get on the list and we won't be spamming anyone. We'll just be kind of, as the book launch gets closer, we'll be letting people know more about it. And, um, and that website will convert over. Once that book launches, that's gonna convert to the one noted in the book, Journey with Food. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I hope everyone will visit thejourneywithfood.com. Yeah, Thank you, Tracy, for being food. here. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. Next week, our guest will be a panel of three mothers who, who will be discussing parenting in times of change. Thank you so much for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know you have many shows and podcasts to choose from, and I'm grateful when you choose ours. So if you enjoyed yourself or learned something, please share the show with your friends and family. Thank you, Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, for composing our theme music. Thank you, Eric, my producer, the support staff, financial advocates, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa Leftenant. And also check out all our resources at reinventinghermoney.com. Remember, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life. See you next time. Teresa Leftenant believes that women deserve to reinvent their financial lives from avoidance and confusion to clarity and commitment by creating a wealthy money mindset and informed financial planning skill set. Without an understanding of their early money programming, women will continue to create the same unwanted financial circumstances. If you truly want to change your relationship and results with money, you must face what you really think and feel about money and transform it. Ready to change your mind about money? Visit reinventinghermoney.com to schedule a chat with Teresa. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. 
Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.